You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. All right. We are here with the very first episode of The Boost. And I couldn't be happier to be here with Erica Kessie. Erica, how are you? I am absolutely amazing. Thank you for asking. And how are Fantastic. you? Fantastic. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm really excited to talk with you, like genuinely excited. And since this is the first one, also a little nervous. And um, if I were you, I would be thinking, wow, he should have prepared more. But you don't know that until I just admit it. <laughs> well, that's not um, something that we're going to worry about. We're just going to keep our mind, um, spend time together, and then enjoy ourselves, and then everyone else will enjoy listening. That's right. That's right. I actually am stoked about it because we do have a list of some preset questions and ideas and themes. And um, also, I just want to leave it open for where things go. So take it where take it where you want to go. That's really what it is, is I don't want to overbake this thing. I want to leave some space. So to start out, as we're going to do in every episode, we're going to do the virtual hug and the shameless plug. So what that is, is the virtual hug is um, tell us something somebody you're grateful for and i would have to say i am grateful for a Kyrie calloway and she calls herself chris and um I, because that's my daughter and she is very independent and very much uh i can tell all the work that i've done to help instill an amazing person that will be a radical movement in the world um, as we move forward. She's very in touch with her emotional intelligence and is able to share her story about the things that's happened to her. And of course, has um, been able to allow older people and younger people to want to also share theirs. And that's what mental health is about, being able to not have shame and to go and address the things that are hiding in your closet. Yeah, absolutely. I got to meet Chris or Kyrie last year and it was so good because, you know, we were planning the mental health marketing conference and wanted to do a a panel on child and youth mental health and mental illness. And I was riffing about that with somebody on LinkedIn. And he said, well, it's a nice panel, but where are the kids? And so that was very last minute. And then Chris and you stepped up to do an interview where you told Chris's story and your relationship with each other. And it was just a beautiful way to set the table. Yes, very, very proud of her. Um, and she's ready. She's ready to share um, because she understands that people um, just need that. And she's had some opportunities since then 
to share and she wants to speak on it about it even more. So um, if anybody wants to just hear an amazing story of um, of a person that has been able to uh, transmute what happened to them in being sexually abused into being um, such a radical force, just, you just have to be around her and experience her, then um, please reach out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Young person, old soul. Is that uh, is that a one characteristic that's fair to say? Yeah. 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 She, she blew <laughs> me away. And I understand old soul because I've been I've been one myself. I think I'm just now re- I'm catching up to myself. Um, and so she's <laughs> like, you know, she says she's about seventy six years old, and um, you know, so we go we go toe to toe here together. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, maybe we can get her some more sp- some more speaking. Um, bookings and if you need a testimonial yeah i will i will sing chris's praises for sure yeah i'm all about that call me after you call erica (laughs) thank you so much well that was kind of a virtual hug and shameless plug but talk about what you're doing with work these days you're just a natural (laughs) what am i doing um speaking about that i really am transitioning even more out of counseling. Right now, I work with BetterHelp and do some individual counseling. Um, And that is like the thing that keeps things stable for me um, because through having the clients come to me through BetterHelp. But I'm transitioning more and more into coaching and consulting. I see that is a place for me to go in order to be even more successful and to reach more people. Um, I I know that lots of people are not, as we know, there's a stigma associated with mental health, even though we've done such great things. And, you know, I've been at talking about it and shining a light on it for so long, especially um in my community, in the black community, and it's and and also in other communities of people of color. Yet, people are more interested, or will be more interested, in using um, counselors as coaches. So, the shameless plug for me is I am um, creating, and well, no, I have an, a preliminary escape strategy for counselors and for other people who want to escape. Corporate, and that's the name of the program, Escape Corporate. And I do an escape strategy with you. That's a consultation. And I also coach you through the process of um, starting your own coaching practice or going to wherever you want to go out of where you don't want to be. Mm. Oh, that's news to me. That's fabulous. Congratulations. <laughs> I've been working on it. It's been kind of behind the scenes a bit, but I'm really cultivating this. I am very proud of it. I just noticed that's what I do with most of my clients, even my counseling clients. I'm always getting them to move from this place of conflict to where they want to be. And usually it's environmental. It's it's the people around them. It's also their belief system um, and helping them to see that they have strength they are they can be empowered to make a movement Mm, okay well thank you for doing the like dropping it right on my show here that's really nice to have like the the late breaking news so you said you said uh, there's something about that that's going to help your your growth too and reach more people and not everybody needs the very highest level of you know 
mental illness care, for example. And then there's mental health and there's counseling and there's therapy and there's coaching. And all of those things are hand in hand or across some spectrum, perhaps we could say. But what what is it about coaching that um, is it more does it feel safer or more accessible for people? Or what do you where, what trail are you leading that's that that you're following here? Yes. OK, so, you know, everybody knows about even before coaching became a thing that people use mm-hmm. for life. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of coaches out here. Um, there was the coach for a team and people are accustomed to being coached by a yeah. person that will get them to win. So that idea that people understand that that's what a coach does. With mental health, the history of it and how it even came about as to why we have it is basically um, husbands sent their, sent their wives to talk about the issues that they didn't want to listen to to the to someone, and they and they talk talk with them, and really nothing was. Um, hmm, it helped them feel better about staying in the situation that they were in. Mm-hmm. Coaching is about action. Coaching is about where are we going to go? What's the vision? What's the movement? And getting to the win instead mm-hmm. of settling for what's already present in your life. Okay. Okay. So that taps into the the competitive nature of of some of our culture and the, the winner mentality. And then there's a nice change management bridge. And I, I've used a similar, not quite as eloquent example of, uh, of coaching. And you look at the top athletes in the world, and now they have mindset coaches, but they certainly have speed coaches and nutrition coaches and sleep coaches and a masseuse and all the things that go into caring for your body and it's similar with coaching, which is, um, is, is process and progress oriented. It sounds like it's, you know, where do you want to go? How do you want to escape? And I think that's, that's a big word escape, uh, the corporate life. There's probably like people running for the doors and and you see them and you want to help them. So, I mean, I think I've, I've never met a, you know, a therapist or a counselor that doesn't have you know, good intentions, you know, for the most part for, for helping people in need. And that's what, that's what you're doing. So you're identifying this niche. So yes. yeah, and go the ahead. Escape piece, the escape piece is it takes a lot of effort. So there are um, stages of change um, yes. that before you even get to action. So it's the, it's a lot of effort. That means it's an escape. You're going to have to take it's, that's the reason why I said that word. I need people to understand that mm. they feel stuck and you're, and only you can get yourself unstuck and you're going to have to just create a plan and escape. And that's the way that you're going to be able to make it. And no other people are not going to know, understand it. You're going to have to leave some people. It's going to maybe mm. be at the end of the night, you know, it's going to be, it has to be that radical yeah. Um, yeah. to actually do it and stay there. Yeah. I've been, I've been reading, um, this book by Thomas Insel called healing. 
And he talks, he references, you know, JFK's sort of Camelot vision for, um, of course, getting, you know, the, the space race and all of that, but really for the mental health care that we could provide our country. And, um, you know, politics aside, I think there's a visual there of simply the physics of launching a rocket into outer space. And what do you see? You see a tremendous amount of what we would call waste uh, with this exhaust. And every machine has, every machine creates waste. So people around you are looking at you like, well, he's wasting his time or, you know, sure, burning a lot of energy there, gal, or whatever, you know, however they talk to you when they're kind of slightly insulting you, but still supporting you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, and you have to overcome the drag, you have to overcome the resistance, and that takes effort. And then later on, once you're getting coached by Erica, then you hit the stratosphere, and then you can overcome the drag and you can find lift. So that's what your that's a picture, a clumsy picture of what you're working on for people as, and why they have to escape, escape velocity. Yes. Yes, exactly. I love how you describe things, Steve. Well, I appreciate that. That's my virtual hug is I appreciate you telling me that I have pretty words. Um, so, so is there a bigger theme or a bigger trend of the the therapist entrepreneur or the the therapist with a side hustle? It's certainly that way just generally with with corporate world, you know. I I mean tons of people have a side hustle and or that is just a collection of hustles that they're doing these days. So do you see something that's growing um in the therapist, counselor, provider, clinician community? I do, and I'm happy to see it because I th- I fell alone for a long time. Um, so I am the Nashville Startup Grind Director, which is an international national organization that educates, supports, and highlight entrepreneurs and startup organizations. And I wanted to, I was excited about signing on for this because I do consider myself an entrepreneur with the entrepreneurial spirit and ready to have create create new things and figure out how to in, innovate in some kind of way to reach more people because I'm trying to figure I was just trying to figure out how do I reach more people in the mental health space what what are the words what is what is a methodology how can I do it which is why um, I created try on therapy because I was like okay how about we say we're just going to try it on. Let's give it a try. 15 minutes. Um, immersive learning experience. Um, but the space of entrepreneurship, I believe it is unfolding because people are seeing other counselors do it and be successful at it and even more successful as an entrepreneur than as a counselor. Um, it is A lot of people don't know. If you look up the amount of money that the average counselor makes, it's not even it's it's not enough it's just not enough especially for a family and i believe 50 55 or something like that yes but it was when i got out of school it was only 40 and i went into school to be a counselor to get that master's degree and i was already making 40 Mm. so imagine how (laughs) imagine how i felt coming out of it like i feel the same but (laughs) But I really wanted to help people. I really yeah. wanted to understand behavior, and which is why I pursued that as well as the leadership the, um, master's degree. 
And um, I, I believe that it's really hard, though, because it's not taught. So then they have to go get more education on how to run a business, more education on even having that muscle. See, they have the helping muscle. They just don't have the sometimes the creative muscle, which is why they think they want to start something, but they don't really know all the intricate parts of it. So there's a lot of trying to see if they could possibly be an entrepreneur, which is one reason why um, the, the escape um, strategy that I offer is also for coach um, counselors who want to break into coaching. So mm-hmm. I have a whole certification process for that to show them business skills, help them build a firm foundation for their practice. Um, there's a lot that's not taught. Um even to, sh- to run a practice, I think they don't even see themselves as business owners or CEOs. And I have to remind people that you are, you're a CEO, you're a business owner with a practice. It's just those words are not shared. Um, it's like, go get a practice. You can see 20 people, um, maybe 25. You're pushing if you see 30. That's what, and you're sitting in a room and you're not networking. Do you know how many times I was in a group practice and they were like, y'all having fun in there? I was like, how do you know? We can hear your laugh. And I was like, <laughs> but I must not be meant to be around all y'all because I'm supposed to be having some joy in my sessions. Um, but they're accustomed to yeah. staying in the room, not networking. But that was that wasn't ever me. I have a business degree as well. So I always wanted to figure out how I could get more than what they said that I would be able to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, I mean, there's certainly a sliding scale. You know, there are the, there are the helpers who want to run a pro bono organization, basically, you know, they think that is the way. And then there are therapists, for example, that want to maximize profitability and those are there. And and on the whole, I think in this industry, if it's a pendulum, it tends to swing on the side of the heart work rather than the, yes. the business acumen work. And you know, yes. you 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 know that well. That's even me. Not a, I had to I had to change my state of being to be able to do this. That yeah. I'm idealistic and think I could just I could just help people. But yeah. like we I, like we said before, I have a seven year old and I'm a single mom. I can't yeah. seven. I'm sorry, eleven year old and I'm a single mom. I can't do that. Some people can do that, but it's just not um, my my reality. Um, so if you have the support around you, some a lot of them do have support mm-hmm. around them. The in, two income households. Um, family money and those kind of things, then they can. But for others, not so much. So what's what's something you had to learn or that you applied when you were on your journey of, hey, I I I get the good work, but I also need to promote this. Like what's what's a change you had to adopt or make that that helped you along Almost that way? Almost losing my house about three or four times. Um mm. getting 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 um a medical um situation happen that I couldn't work even doing counseling um, because I couldn't even get out of the bed at all. So then there was no income coming in at all. And I had to have something else that was happening. So I started automating. I had, I started creating courses. I wrote a book because I needed money to still be coming through even when I can't work. 
is yeah. what happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. Out in the wild, you know, there's no, there's no trapeze net in the, in the wild, you know? So it does, it does, uh, it does add the alertness, you know, the focus that is probably necessary to really make change. And you stop caring about a lot of things when you have that laser focus and you start caring about some things and you make them happen because they, they have to happen. It sounds like that's what you did is you responded to life and you leveled up because there, you know, you needed to, you, there wasn't a, there wasn't a choice. I mean, there was one other choice. It is, you know, it's like, well, let all that go and let it all burn down and lose the house and all that. And that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, and I, you know, life, I, I think that all the stories that I've heard that, you know, those transformational stories, that's what happened. Somebody yeah. either got sick or they bought, or they lost it all. <laughs> yeah. That's what, listen, think about these stories. Yeah. And then they wised up because you can both be an, a person of integrity that is, um, I, what, what I did was it was a shift in how I thought about it. Okay. I am not a helper. A helper is someone's particularly giving and they not give anything back. Now I'm a partner in their mm. movement. Mm. Yeah. So they understand and I understand in this partnership, you need to pay me what I what I deserve to to be here with the expertise, all the expertise that I have. Yeah. And you receive that by, you know, this is the partnership that we have. And we're and my your, my, your win is my win and you pay me for that. And that's yeah. just the way that our our, ro- our world works. So we have to live that in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that can be hard. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of hooks that money can put in us, and a lot of a lot of uh, nostalgic residue that money can put in us. You know, depending on your experiences with it, and um, and, and that's something that when it comes to being profitable, to charging a profit above and beyond simply the hours of your work, it can almost feel unfair. You're almost feeling like, well, I'm asking for more than I should because really, you know, I mean, the the work is X and the dollars should be Y. And, you know, instead, uh, there are different ways, different ways to look at it, certainly to do that math. And so you're saying, yeah, it's it's a reasonable expectation of profit. And there's a there's a beautiful there's a beautiful uh, analogy that is not mine, but it's the idea of charging a premium. And um, the best companies that charge a premium, or I should say the companies that do the best job of charging a premium, that's the right way to say it, are uh, insurance companies. You know, you pay a premium every month. And what is a premium except for insurance against risk? So when you have your expertise and you have your work and you know that the outcomes are there and you know that you're contributing to somebody's success, then yeah, charge a premium if that's the the business model and the community you want to serve because it's not just profit, but it's insurance against risk of all the other alternatives. Yes, definitely. And, you know, I know that 
uh, in doing the, you know how everybody has like 15 to 30 minutes of a time to spend with a person, to for that person to a consultation where they give them, you let you know what they're going to be able to offer. Uh, the way that I, it, it feels the best for me is to do try on sessions, which means it's not a consultation. We're not going to even talk about my services. We'll talk about that at the very, very end, and I'll send you a follow-up email. But actually, I want to show you what it will be like to be with me mm. because it's all about relationship. Yeah. And if you feel yeah. like you can be in a relationship with me, then you will continue to work with me. And that's how yeah. I've always gotten all of my clients. They convert easily once they get a trial and session. And I call and I do that for everybody. Everybody gets can get a free trial session and you can walk away with a solution and don't ever have to come back. But it's because you say, Oh, I don't have a relationship like that. I need a relationship like that. And then they'll come back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's smart. That's beautiful. And a great, uh, through line of your brand, you know, and, and to me, a brand is a, is a promise of what you're going to expect. So when they walk in the door for the onboarding session, boom, you're not hitting them with a, a menu of line items that they can pick from based on their problems. You're, you're delivering the first steps of the brand experience. And that's certainly a, an advantage for you. Um, you mentioned try on therapy, which was your, uh, which is your brainchild that you launched at one of the first, if not the first, mental health marketing conference. The second. And the second. Okay, good. I wasn't there at the time. I'll remember that. And <laughs> um, and then last year, you changed the game by running a try-on group therapy session. And we're going to be doing try-on group therapy sessions again. Um, we'll talk about those logistics offline, but I'm super stoked about that. But real quick, why did you, why did you start that at the conference or launch it at the conference? And then what was, what was different, if anything, about the group therapy, uh, try on experience last year? I thought it was powerful. I mean, you could hear a pin drop in the room. There were some little sniff sighs and things like that and some tears, but, uh, and, and you talked about burnout. You know, I think this year we're going to talk imposter syndrome and things, but why'd you start it? And then what was different last year for you? Yeah. So I went to the first mental health marketing conference and I was, I was still in, I was still at Lipscomb university when they, when the mental health marketing conference came. So I was able to get in for free as a student and I was just so excited. So, because it kind of tapped into my, um, my business degree, I always enjoy marketing. So I went and I noticed there was no, not that many counselors around and they didn't really talk to the counselors specifically about how to market their organizations or even like the counselors were not addressed. And also I noticed that a lot of them really did a lot of the marketers didn't have a good idea what happened in therapy. So I said, Mm. I think they should try it. How can you market something without you at least trying therapy? And, but it kind of always goes back to how I am and how I move in life is I have that philosophy. Try it, see if it fits, be fearless about moving um, I actually wrote a book called Be on Top, Try on Philosophy and Learning How to Read 
read the signs of what's going on. You need relationship exposure, alignment, and to do no harm. And so I that philosophy I brought into creating a space for people to sign up and get a 15-minute immersive learning experience of what it's like. So I brought in all my therapist colleagues, and they provide... Um, they provided the 15-minute sessions, and that ran, like, between breaks and, um, like, right before a session because they're only 15 minutes. All right. And I got great feedback that it everybody loved that part of the conference. So that was when um, Austin was um, operating, or maybe he is the – I don't know what his stance is yet. Um, but um, he said that it was great, and he was – fine with keeping and letting it come. And so it's been going every time. It was uh, not last year, but the year before that I said, let's do group as well, because I noticed that a lot of people were not able to sign up because we didn't have enough spaces in the conference time. So we did ran two groups and those were like super duper hit because I even got a picture of like all the people that came out of the group therapy session and they were still standing and talking and they were talking about work set stress then. And I said, wait a minute, we may need to do this again. So it's, it's that I said to Steve, let's do it on stage. Cause nobody knows what happens in a, a group session, unless you're part of the group session, why not let people experience it? Mm-hmm. And I brought up there because I did not want to have like um, the people participants um, to do it. I wanted Mm -hmm. maybe the therapists to do it because they were on stage. Now this year you have an opportunity to come up and talk about imposter syndrome, but last year was all therapists and coaches that were on the stage. And we talked about burnout, which was, which is great to talk about counselors because a lot of counselors are burned out, especially in community mental health organizations. But a lot of people resonated with that because marketers are burnt out, CEOs are burnt out, and no one talks about the specifics of it until you get there. Well, mm-hmm. how about we figure out how to not get there? Yeah. So I'm all about prevention in, in the way that I live my life. Why do we have to wait before everything just goes um, haywire before we do something? So... Um, yes, and the difference was it was on stage and everybody enjoyed it. I had so many people come and yeah. was excited yeah. that it occurred and um, there was talks about many things and how it can continue. And I mm-hmm. hope that, um, Love that people experience it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that was powerful. I, I loved that moment in time at the conference last year. Um I can't wait for this year working with you. You are a true partner. You've been my virtual hug just to wrap this up is that I'm thankful for you, Erica. Nurture Kessie. You can find her on LinkedIn, find her lots of places. And uh, you have been truly supportive. Um, and and you, you have been a helper um, along the way too. I know you've been generous with your time and your resources. And you've started things up at the conference um, even before my time there. Um, and uh, hopefully we get Austin back to co-host again. We have a lot of fun, but it's always wonderful to see you in the hallways doing your magic and doing your good work. So thank you. Um, where do people oh, find you online? So what do you want to what do you want to um, you know wrap up? Where where can people connect with you and, and find you your website or your 
your social. Tell us about that. Yes, you can find me. Um, just put in your URL, healyourselfgrow.com. Healyourselfgrow.com. Easy for you to be able to find it. Healyourselfgrow.com. And um, it'll take you to everywhere that I am, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, all the places, because uh, it's my um, virtual and um, digital business card. Is Clubhouse good? Is that a is that productive use of time? Yes. I was just having a coffee with somebody and they said they were talking about Clubhouse. They've kind of stepped away from it, but they were like hammering like amazing outcomes and productivity out of Clubhouse. And I convert it sounds like you're on it lot. too. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I'll check it out. You convert. I, something. It's easier to convert. They get a feel for you. They um, you're, you're, you bring in your expertise. You say you can, I have a room there called mm-hmm. honoring myself. I'm, I'm in all these places. It's called honoring myself. I have a place mm-hmm. where people can listen and, um, people purchase things. If you, if you go in there and you are wanting to convert something, that's the place it will happen for you. Take them to church. Yep. In a business acumen <laughs> kind of way. All right. This has been so amazing, Steve. I love spending time with you. I, love I appreciate time you with calling you. me a partner um, because I am. I, I don't know if you know, but maybe you do. I am right or die about Mental Health Marketing Conference. I You are. I, as long as you keep doing it. I was so hurt when we didn't do it that last time. I was just like, ah, but I am here. And if you uh-huh. need anything, let me know. I'm not. You are an amazing partner. I want to be of service to you as much as possible because like, you can't reap. Oh, let me just give a, a shot. I want to do a plug for the Mental Health Marketing Conference. It has leveled me up every year. It has allowed me to be an even better advocate for mental health services and obtaining it. And then all the people there are marketers or people who are interested in marketing. So they know how to market. (laughs) Like, have you been to a conference and it's like, nobody's like interacting with each other. No, that's not how you, what you're going to experience the mental health marketing conference. And you get access to, it's like, I've never been to a conference that gave you so many things. You can go take a picture with a dog, hug a dog. You can, you're going to see, you're going to have this amazing panel about you. You're going to like, you, it's just like so many surprises and education. And I just, it just makes me so proud and I will never, ever stop attending and doing whatever possible to make sure that the vision of the mental health marketing conference continues. I am here in the car riding this ride wherever it's going to go because I believe in you. I believe that you have really made it magical in the direction that you have taken it. Also, I see how you market it. It's just you can tell you're passionate about it and you're good you're so good at 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 the work also i like the virtual space that was there last year too Mm. so anyway i said all the things thank you i just (laughs) bow to you for doing a a shameless plug for the conference that i could never do and uh i don't know how to follow that except thank you erica it's 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 generous and it is magical. I can't take the credit for all that, but it's uh it is a very wonderful space. So I can't wait to see you there in September. And everybody go to healyourselfgrow.com and uh, connect with Erica. You you will 
only benefit from that. And with that, I think we're going to sign off. All right. Bye. All right. See you soon. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.